This is Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. Helen Farmer with you. Your chance to hear from the experts, the insiders and the industry. Get some great recipe ideas. And of course, share your questions as well as we talk all things food. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live on location at the DP World Tour Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. And cookies are on the menu next. Ankit Gulabani, social media manager at Spinneys, joining us live on the line. Talk memories of baking and some recipes for you too. Um, Ankit, I was thinking of you last night because I had my book club. And the theme was a cookie exchange. So we all had to bring a box of cookies and then we swapped around and we all went home with a box full of, you know, everyone else's, which I thought was a really lovely idea. If you were going to go to a cookie exchange, what would you make? Um, I would make these oatmeal jerry biscuits. That's uh, what I made. From your <laughs> <laughs> Spinney's magazine. Yeah, that's the ones I made. I actually oh, I wow. used cranberries instead of cherries. Um, but it, it worked really well because it was a Thanksgiving dinner. I thought if we're doing Thanksgiving, I'll give it a little more of a, a full, who am I, autumn twist. Um, so tell us a little bit about, I mean, you're an amazing cook and you do baking as well. Do you baking as a child? Because that seems to be the way a lot of people got, get into food. It's being with their grandmother or their mum and making things like shortbread and flapjack. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I used to always bake with my mom. My mom, growing up, she used to learn from these, uh, this lady. And uh, she used to come home and experiment on all of us kids. And uh, from then on, I feel like it's just passed on the baton to me. And I have been baking ever since as well. Mm-hmm. I love to bake. I think the thing about baking, I mean, there's two things for me. There's the one, there's the, and I did it last night, the, the licking the spoon and the, you know, the quick swipe of the whisk to get, to get the dough kids don't do this at home raw raw egg just don't do it at home but you know if you're if you're a grown-up and you know your limits it's absolutely fine um but there's also what we experienced last night of it feeling like a real treat you know to it's just it's something something so simple that just feels like so much love has gone into it um so we heard earlier um from anupa from um, bob rocks as part of the spinning incubator program and how cookies are a really great way of her making sure she can pack some healthy things in for her kids. And, you know, as I said, you can, you can hide all sorts of, you know, flaxseed and all sorts of different kind of bits and bobs in there as well. Tell, tell us about some of the recipes that are in this Spinney's magazine. Let's start with the, the spiced moon milk with oatmeal cherry biscuits. Now, I have got yeah. to be, I, I did a bit of a cheats version because I didn't do the moon milk because I still don't really understand what it is. Can you explain what moon milk is to someone who's uh, listening now and thinks we're completely lost the plot so it's uh, moon milk is like an old ayurvedic remedy um i'm sure you've heard of like turmeric milk but moon Mm. milk is another one it is spices steeped in milk and it's given to kids to help them sleep at night oh oh now i'm interested okay (laughs) what what spices are are they available in spinnies Yes. So generally, this, the authentic spices that you would use would involve ashwagandha. Um, it, but obviously, because ours is a simpler version and you can't find ashwagandha very easily in Dubai, ours has some ginger, cinnamon, mm. nutmeg and vanilla and cardamom. 
Ooh, it's sounding festive as well then. Get some lovely warm spices in there. Yeah, um, cool. And you, as you said, you use cherries sometimes. I used cranberries in mine last night, which worked really, really well. And that's the thing yeah. with baking. Sometimes it's precise in terms of those exact measurements, but you can just put in, you know, what you've got to hand in, you know, in terms of substituting chocolate or different dried fruits. Um, yeah. And you've also done a salted caramel milk with vanilla cocoa oh. shortbread stars. It's a yeah. mouthful. It sounds like a delicious mouthful, though. Is that, or how, how difficult are we talking? Is this beginner level or more expert? No, this is all beginner level recipes, and they're recipes that we designed with keeping in mind that mums would be baking with their kids. And so dads. Something, and kids. Yeah, and dads. Mums and dads. Yeah. <laughs> so this is great, because you can just, like, um, roll out the door and then punch out shapes. So good. Oh, thank you. These can be found in the new Spinney's issue and it's packed full of festive inspirations. Uh, so thank you for your time today. The magazine is just absolutely gorgeous. It's on shelves now and I think a lot of people are getting their bacon over the next couple of months. A lovely thing to take along to you know, friends and family or a personalised gift that comes from the heart. And as I said, you can always lick the spoon as well. Anki Gulliban, thank you so much for being with us from Spinney's this afternoon. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinney's. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live on location at the DP World Tour Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. Helen Farmer with you. We are talking food and we love supporting small businesses and hearing their stories. And joining us now is Anupa Salvi Kamath. Behind Bob Rocks, a baking business that's been picked up by the Spinney's Incubator Programme, healthy cookies with a, with a child at the, at the core of the tasting and the development. Anupa, thank you so much for being with us. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Although I've got a feeling you're going to make me pretty hungry over the course of the next <laughs> few minutes. I Ta- hope so. I hope so. <laughs> you started this um, kind of as a bit of a, a bit of a passion project, really looking to create healthy cookies. Why healthy cookies in particular? Um, you know, to start with, Helen, um, you know, just to give you a gist of Bob Rocks, um, Bob Rocks is uh, Bobby and Rocky. That's what we call the girls back home. Uh, the real names are Devi and Mira. And uh, Devi, my firstborn, the older one, was diagnosed with food intolerances. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was 13 month, months at that time. And, uh, and that's when all the research started because, you know, it was like she can't take gluten, she can't take dairy, um, mm-hmm. no nuts, no eggs, uh, <clears throat> no white sugar, no, no refined sugar. And then... And then when you step out in the market and then you realize that, uh, you know, there were, there were very few options available in the market, not much. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ones which were there, like, for instance, like not everything that's uh, allergen free is healthy. And, uh, you know, that's when it got us thinking. And that's when the whole uh, Bob Rocks cookies uh, came up. Like, you know, basically it started with baking, snacks and treats. The reason cookies because, you know, for, you know, for a child, uh, it's very easy to hold. Mm-hmm. You can never go wrong with a cookie. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to hold. She could self-feed her. And, um, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I make something nice and healthy and nutritious at the same time. And, and as so, you say, a cookie uh, can be a really good vehicle for packing in different flavors and different kind of add-ons yes. as well. Yeah. Um, I love, I mean, I, I think most great businesses are a solution, you know, to a, to a problem, especially something that you as a, as a mum had experienced. Yeah. Um, how involved yeah. is Devi in the, in the taste testing? Oh, you know, um, so she, she's like the biggest critique. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, to be honest enough, uh, uh, you know, I, I I don't really like calling her like a picky eater. But unfortunately, what happens is when you have food intolerances, mm-hmm. you have sensitive taste buds. You have very insensitive, like you you have a very weak digestive system, and that makes you or you get pegged as picky picky eater. But then as mom, not honestly, and uh, she is highly critical. So for me, she. Everybody is going to like it. You know, it's 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 absolutely fantastic. So that's where she comes in. So most of my recipes um, uh, are Kid, by her. And, the thing is, kids and don't if hold she likes back. It, it goes out. They are brutally honest, even to their beloved mothers. Um, what, can, can you uh, tell us a little bit about that Spinney's Incubator program? opens a huge amount of doors for you, and it's going to be incredible to have you on the shelves of Spinney's. So what, what's next? How is it going to grow, do you think? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like a fairy tale, Helen. You know, I mean, it's, it's something which is we, we really couldn't think of. Like, something like this will happen. Uh, this potentially gives us a huge leverage. Like, from a passionate project, it's kind of become a brand, which uh, soon gives us a space on the shelf of Spinny next to some giant company. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to be there in, in confidence. And um, and Spinney's, uh, you know, is been supporting us. It's going to guide us. It's going to mentor us over the course of the month, and uh, and that's just incredible. Well, huge uh, congratulations to to you and uh, and the family. And uh, thank you, can, you. You can be found on Instagram. It's Bob Rocks with a Z at the end. You've had a number of people saying, yeah. "Sounds amazing." Where can we find out more? That is the best place. All of the news and uh, the flavors and some behind the scenes action happening there. Anupa, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Have a wonderful weekend with the family. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys only on Dubai Eye one hundred three point eight. Live on location at the DP World Tour. Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. It is Farmer's Kitchen with me, Helen Farmer. Wonderful to have you with us on this Thursday afternoon. And do let us know what your food plans are over the weekend. Joining us now is Chef Max Grenard. He is the Corporate F&B Director at Wassel Hospitality and Leisure. He oversees more than 100 outlets, uh, 17 hotels, country clubs. And I can guarantee you will have eaten his food at some point during your time in Dubai. I certainly have. We've just discovered... You did the food for my wedding. <laughs> Chef Max, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Good afternoon. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. It's, um, I feel like I've got so many questions for you, given the, kind of the breadth of what you do and the number of people that you and your, your food, kind of food comes into contact with here in Dubai across all sorts of you know, five-star hotels, entertainment, sporting opportunities as well here at Jamira Gulf Estates. But let's go back to the beginning. Where were you born? <laughs> the very beginning. Where are you from? I'm from France. Whereabouts? From Lyon. Oh, Lyon's like the ultimate foodie French destination. People say that. Why do you think people say that? Why is it so well known for its food? It's known because of our small restaurant. The the restaurant in Lyon is called Bouchon. Uh, Bouchon is a restaurant between 40 and 60 seats. Definitely not making 300 covers. Mm -hmm. Definitely not Dubai. But definitely have a good, amazing reputation. But it's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And obviously the reputation comes from there. So for anyone who hasn't been to Bouchon, what, what, what is it best known for? It's been, well, obviously in Lyon, we, the, the dish are quite old in a way. So, but it's known for our cheese, for, for all the grandmother dishes. Oh, that's lovely. So what were you eating growing up as a child? Who was cooking? So my father was a chef. Really? So basically my father was never at home. 
and I was eating what my mom used to prepare, but she's come as well from a chef family. So uh, let's say I born in the pot. <laughs> you were born in the pot, <laughs> butter in your veins. That's amazing, though, because you went into it then knowing this can be a really, really difficult industry. And as you say, your dad wasn't there. So you went in with your eyes open and still chose to get into F&B. So at the beginning, my dad was not wanted me to be a chef. Mm -hmm. So he gave me the most hard time possible. Uh, forgive me in the stewarding area, washing pot and plate, saying, OK, he's not going to like it and he's going to go away. No. But no, I fight it <laughs> until the day I reached the cold section and then the pastry and then the hot. And then finally I became a chef. So what were you eating then? If it was your mother that was cooking, make us hungry, chef. What were some of the, the dishes that you were enjoying? I'm not sure it's, uh, it is anything worth what today is. You know, my, my mom cooking was more around the cream, around, around the heavy dishes that can be Lyon. Where Dubai today it's a lot more Mediterranean around the olive oil, the citrus. So I'm not sure I will make you. Yeah, are there <laughs> any smells that take you back to your childhood? I would say the pastry. I was always very close to a pastry. So my uncle was a pastry chef. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot with him. So today, if I say my, my job is, a, is cooking, is a chef, but my passion is pastry. Really? Yeah. I just told you I moved to Dubai with a French pastry chef. <laughs> who is not my husband <laughs> we'll, we'll talk off air I'll tell, you, I'll tell you my relationship problems from 15 years ago Chef Max Grenard is with us this afternoon Chef, can I ask you Chef we're at, um, it's earlier this week it was national uh, kind of declutter your refrigerator day I'm sure you're very disciplined when it comes to making sure everything in your fridge is clean and fresh and ready for action but is there anything lurking in the corners that you're a little bit embarrassed about come on confession time what, what we can have as a French that we, we left is the bread. Because we eat fresh bread every day. So today I need it fresh. So what do I do with the one of yesterday? I don't know. What do you do? We do the French toast. Ah, okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, that at is, Top Golf is excellent. That's called pain perdu. <laughs> you make it sound so much nicer than French toast. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live on location at the DP World Tour Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. Helen Farmer with you. We're live until five. Talking food, talking golf, getting you in the mood for hopefully a couple of days off. What's lurking in your fridge? Later in the show, we're going to be telling you how to declutter, because it is, of course, there's a day for everything. National, you know, declutter your fridge day was earlier this week. I've already confessed to a pretty sad-looking Penang chicken curry. Um, and, yeah, my favourite thing to do with kale is buy it, store it, and then compost it. <laughs> so, so send in yours. Arslan saying broccoli. Always have second thoughts to include it in the recipe I'm making. Yeah, bean there. Salad bowl, says Peter. Ginger from Mads. The skin is dry, wrinkly, already feels soft and mushy. Bye-bye, ginger. Pounded eggs for baking from Trish. And a classic, a classic from Joffa. One week old leftover, leftover roasted chicken. Yeah, me too. I always have great intentions. I think you need to get brutal. Joining us for Chef's Table is Chef Max Grenard. He's the Corporate F&B Director at Wassel Hospitality and Leisure. He's been in Dubai 13 years and oversees more than 100 outlets across the city, including here at Jumeirah Golf Estates. Um, you have... Uh, have had literally been travelling the world in your career. We're just saying locally, regionally, Bahrain, Malta, Africa, China. Are you someone, and I'm talking outside of a pandemic time, who will travel, book holidays around 
food and places you want to go and eat? No. No? No. <laughs> I will disappoint you, but no. Uh, all my holidays are back home. That's lovely, though. And I work in all these different countries. Mm -hmm. So I, I know the culture, I know their food, I learn it. But when I have time for holidays, to go back in France. That's lovely. And just not think about, <laughs> think about too much on the food front. And I don't need to think about the food because obviously all the family is waiting for me. Mm -hmm. So my only worry is to go close to the table and that's it. And when I'm, you know, you are all over Dubai all the time overseeing, you know, everything from hotels, golf clubs, you know, special events, of course, as well. When you have your, your downtime at home, what kind of things do you cook or do you not cook? At home, I don't cook, or very, very rarely. Maybe if you come, I invite you one day, okay. I will cook for what you. what would you cook for me? <laughs> I don't know, it will depend on what you like. <laughs> I need anything. But uh, at home, in general, my, my wife or my kids are cooking now. That's worried me, actually, because I, I wish they don't... Uh, they do another job than to work in the food and That's what your dad wanted as well, and sure enough, <laughs> here, you, here you are. Exactly. Um, what advice would you give to anyone who's think, thinking about getting into being a chef or working in hospitality? It's a, it's a tough industry, but people obviously get a huge amount of it from that sense of welcome, that sense of satisfaction of feeding someone, making them happy, being uh, there for special occasions. Exactly. It's a, it's a tough industry, but if you love it and you are passionate about it, it's excellent. It's maybe the best job in the world. Mm -hmm. But if it's not your passion and you're thinking doing eight hours work and then two hours bicycle a day, it's not going to work. You will need to do 12 hours work. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And the passion is your work, and you can become the number one and become because and really what, enjoy what you do. That's what you said earlier. You know, your dad wasn't really around when you were growing up, and when you work in hospitality, whether that is hotels or you know, as chefs such as yourself, when there is a special occasion or a festive holiday, we work. You're the ones <laughs> who are working because you know the rest of us want to want to eat and relax and, and enjoy ourselves. But as you say, if you have that passion. That, that's what keeps you going. Exactly. And what were your ambitions as a young man when, when you started out and you'd gone through that kind of the, the, the army ranks of the kitchen from the pot washing up to <laughs> the pastry and then the hot? What, what did you want? Was it about having your own restaurant? What did success look like then, chef? I, I, I was really wanted to become first a head chef, a chef of a restaurant, and then eventually become a chef of my own mm -hmm. restaurant until I land in Dubai. And? So in Dubai, now I work uh, for a fantastic company that gives me the opportunity of overseeing all these restaurants, creating as much as I want. Uh, sky is the limit. We're doing some fantastic uh, development. So now maybe my own restaurant, it's down the line maybe in the next 10 years. Yeah, watch <laughs> this space. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live on location at the DP World Tour Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. I'm Helen Farmer. We are live from Jumeirah Golf Estates. Talking food, talking golf. Be honest. Confession time. What is lurking in your fridge that you really need to chuck out? Coming up, we're talking about how to clean out your refrigerator so come on, get your hit list over to me. What's lurking in your fridge? For me, I'm going to go and deal with it when I get home. There's a chicken curry. 
And it's so good, though. I just don't want to say goodbye to it. <laughs> Joining us for Chef Table today, I'm delighted to be joined by Chef Max Grenard. He's the corporate F&B director um, at Wassel Hospitality and Leisure in charge of more than 100 outlets across the city. And I can guarantee you will have eaten this food, whether that is in a five-star hotel, at Top Golf, at events, of course, as well. Um, and I'm keen to get your take, really, on trends that you're expecting to see or trends that you're starting here when it comes to food and drink and hospitality and entertainment. Top Golf, I think, is a really good example of, of something that's got people really excited about how to spend their time, how to enjoy some great food. And I'm curious if you've got a name for what you would refer to it and if you're planning any more, Max. Now, I will call this now the, this new version of the Eat Entertainment. Eat Entertainment. Where we don't know if we start with Eat and Entertainment or Entertainment and Eat, mm-hmm. but definitely both goes together is what we may have back home, what we call the fondue, the raclette, where everything is in the middle of the table. Interacting. And you're interacting a lot to each other. So obviously now this comes with the game, with sport. Uh, obviously we recently bring Top Golf to Dubai. Uh, it's just amazing and it's just show how the eat entertainment is. Uh, if not 100 exists, it's 100 for Top Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working now on a new concept that will be based on the round, same technology, but with Dart. <gasps> where you, say, you, first. you enjoy, you play, you game, and then you have your food, your drinks, so, and, and even more coming. So we have a chance to have a lot of property inside Dubai Golf with Emirates Golf Club or Jumeirah Golf Estate over mm-hmm. here or Creek, and we will be able to have uh, in all our club an uh, eat entertainment venue very, very soon. Do you know why I think Top Golf has done so well? The Helen Farmer theory. Um, I think. I th- What's your theory? I, well, because I know nothing about golf, but I enjoy things like bowling and having fun. And you know, my husband really enjoys golf and is pretty pretty good at it. So we can both go and enjoy ourselves. I don't feel like a terrible athlete. We just go along and enjoy ourselves. But I think as a first date type location, it's brilliant. For people who perhaps don't know each other that well, for a work night out, you've got a focus. It's not just sitting around a table trying to make conversation. This is what entertainment is. Mm-hmm. So it is an entertainment. And if you don't know how to play golf, top golf is even better. It is main for the <laughs> non-golf you know, players. Well, we played two games last time. We played the traditional, you know, see how far you can whack it and how accurate you are, which I am atrocious. I'm going for those little three, you know, red ones at the front. And then we played the Angry Birds version and guess who was amazing. And then you win. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was great. Um, so you've done a great job building, building those brands and making them known for the food as well as the entertainment. So another more in the work. So congrats on that. Please let us keep us posted. Um, Chef, before I let you get back to what I know is a really busy day for you in hospitality on a Thursday, we ask every chef who joins us on Chef's Table to put together their dream meal. So imagine I'm going to cast you to a desert island and the food is going to be awful. It's going to be like Tom Hanks in Castaway. You're going to be spearfishing and you'll be lucky to catch something. But the night before you go... You get to have the menu of your dreams, starter, main, dessert. If you wanted to have three courses of cheese or three tartata, I will not judge you. Um, So what would you be eating? So you say it, cheese. Cheese. I'm a big cheese lover. So between the Brie de Meaux and the Saint-Marcelin is where I will be. And after the pastry. Okay. So if it's the tartata or the baba au rhum, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But definitely cheese and dessert. 
I would skip the rest. A man who knows if how to live well. Yeah, who, cares? who cares about the calories? You're going to need them on the island. Maybe a couple of glasses of wine. Maybe. <laughs> Not sure. Let's see. Chef Max Gunnar, thank you so much for being with us thank this afternoon. It's an absolute pleasure. And thank you for all of your hard work over the years here in Dubai. I know you've made a lot of people very, very happy. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live on location at the DP World Tour Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. Helen Farmer with you. We are live until five. Lows look forward to you this afternoon. It is, believe it or not, a time to be cleaning out your refrigerator. National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Or is there a day for everything? Was earlier this week. So I want to know from you what needs to go. It is confession times. I normally say send a photo. I don't think I want photos of this one <laughs> at all. <laughs> because we're going to tell you this afternoon how to sort out your clutter. And um, telling us how to do exactly that. Delighted to be joined by decluttering expert Nada uh, to tell us what we can do and why we often hoard some of these things. Nada, how are you? Hello, Helen. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm feeling very guilty about what's in my fridge, to be completely honest. I'm, I'm doing like oh, a little no. mental inventory going, yeah, those pickles, I'm pretty sure we moved house with them. And uh, yeah, is, is that still safe to eat? So can I ask you, what are some of the most common reasons for people holding on to food that shouldn't really be in our realm at all? Well, there are a few common reasons. Uh, mostly, the main reason is money. You went mm. to the supermarket and you paid for this food and you cooked it. So it, you're basically throwing money away if you didn't mm. consume this food. And then the second one is the sentimental value, which is some, some people come over, they gift you some food. Um, some of these foods like unperishables, like um, jam or uh, cans, they could stay longer and then we'll, you'll push them to the back of that shelf yeah. and then and then, time goes and, and then you move house eight years later and realize you're still <laughs> you're still carrying that bag of christmas spices that were in a hamper from your old boss that kind of thing exactly yeah so this must go out asap um and the the third most um option here the common reason is lack of time and sometimes laziness because you know this is going to take you few hours to sort it out but then after that first time, it's super easy to maintain. It will take you like five minutes, ten minutes every week. Okay, um, help us. Help us now to, to do this. And I mean, I think, in honesty, for, for me, the fridge would take ten minutes. The cupboards may be a little bit longer. But if someone is able to dedicate, say, an hour over the weekend to a really good fridge clear out, where do you start? What are some of the things that would be on the hit list? So the first thing you should do is clear everything out of the fridge give it a very good wipe because sometimes there are spills and some shelves are sticky so you have mm-hmm. to start on a clean slate so after that um you have to categorize by group um so all the dairy goes together on one shelf or on a section of your shelf and then all the fruits together all the vegetables um leftover food snacks whatever is in on your menu so this way you can either use it with containers or just leave it as a dedicated area on your shelf. Mm-hmm. And lastly is use stackable containers. Uh, so whenever you have left, left um, over, um, use the vertical space. Don't just go horizontal. It will save you a lot of space. 
And just an extra advice is to have a weekly menu. So you don't overbuy mm-hmm. food over the week, and this will keep your fridge organized. It will save you money, and it re- would reduce food waste. And then it will also save time because you don't have to do all this planning throughout the week on what is on the menu today. And it will help you with your diet if you're on a diet or eating healthy. I have such good intentions. I really do. Every week I'm like, this is the week where I'm not going to go to the supermarket five times and buy ingredients that are things like, you know, cream cheese and strawberries and pasta and then try and make a meal out of it. I feel like in my late 30s, I should just be getting my act together a little bit more. But maybe it starts at home. Maybe it starts with throwing out things. And can I ask you a question? When we do go to the supermarket and we bring back home fresh ingredients and fresh produce, any tips for making sure we're using the old stuff first? Is it a case of like bringing it to the front of the shelf? Any, any little yes. hacks there, Nada? Yes, of course. Uh, everything that is new goes to the back. And everything that needs to be consumed as soon as possible, goes up on the front. Um, with food, with also in your freezer, this goes the same because freezer are usually also oh, neglected. My freezer is an absolute yeah shambles. That's that, that's a that's a show for another day, Nada. For anyone who wants some expert help, where can people check you out and even use your services? So I have my Instagram page. It's the underscore home order. Uh, they can get in touch anytime they like. <laughs> Uh, yeah expect a phone call Nada thank you so much for your time really really appreciate it hopefully that's been helpful to anyone listening out there who uh, is getting in touch on 4001 with some with some mega confessions I've got to say Um, yeah Abdel I have to say I don't think whipped cream is supposed to be green (laughs) sorry Adele but you are in the draw to win to win 500 dirhams Bella's been buying frozen vegetable bought and sale in bulk froth forgotten about and now has freezer burn yes Mira still's got still got pizza hanging around from last week and Akifa leftover subway sandwiches from three days ago get them in the bin you're listening to farmer's kitchen with spinnies only on dubai eye 103.8 live on location at the dp world tour championship 2021 the meeting ground for the greatest players on earth I'm Helen Farmer, and we're talking golf, of course, because we're broadcasting live from Jamira Golf Estates. Um, do come down, honestly, or up, depending where you are in Dubai. Brilliant atmosphere, so much happening on the greens and, of course, off the greens as well over the course of the weekend. Telling us more, delighted to be joined by Kiki Stroback, teaching professional at the Peter Cowan Academy here at JGG. Um, we were just hearing from Mohammed then. He was saying he first picked up a golf club when he was about two. What about you, Kiki? Um, well, hi, Helen. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Pleasure. Um, I started playing when I was like five years old. And when you, was this because of a parent who played golf or did you see it and thought, mm, that looks like fun, I get to whack something? Uh, so basically I have a twin brother and I would just do whatever he does and I hated golf but my parents were like, yeah, like you just <laughs> need to do anything that your brother does, like <laughs> stay in the club for as long I, as you can. Honestly, as a parent I get it because you can't get, we don't want to take you to two different activities. Exactly. So you do things together. So... He's playing, you're playing, and then this is now your career. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So tell us a little bit about training and what you were doing growing, growing up with, uh, with golf in, in mind. Uh, well, first I started, like, I didn't like it very much. But then when I was around 12, um, I started playing for the, like, the club and then for the national team. So that's when it became kind of like my passion. Mm-hmm. And... And yeah, and I loved it. And I'm from Peru, so over there, like, sports is not very big. 
So I had to move to the U.S. and I was playing there. And there, like in the U.S., it's where all these like opportunities came. You no, know, like to work abroad and to come to Dubai and. Yeah, so here I am. And now. T- tell us a little bit about your your job, I guess. I mean, what a wonderful job! What what do you do on a daily basis? Who are you seeing and working with? Um, so we have a team of around ten pros here, um, all ages. Like some of us are interns, and then we have like the senior pros and the head pro, and all of them are super cool. And we have different um, like people, more or less. Like I take care more of beginners and ladies and juniors. And then other pros. Um, also, like you can teach anyone, right? But can you? Can you? I feel like you need to give me a lesson on the mini golf because I was appalling. Oh uh, no! But what, I, what I find interesting about learning to play golf, and I, I say this as you know a woman, but I think this is absolutely true of a man. It's very rare as an adult, adult that you put yourself in a learning situation. You do something for the first time, and it can be a little bit intimidating do some people get a bit nervous before that first lesson definitely like especially if they come on their own Mm -hmm. and they're like oh my god like I'm so bad and I'm never gonna make it and stuff but we have a lot of like group sessions and I think that's when they get super comfortable and they're all basically in the same level Mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel and it's a a social thing as well exactly yes I mean so many people come just for the social aspect (laughs) like they come and then they meet friends and then they go for coffee or brunches so it's more social than anything we are talking about what's happening over here um, come the weekend and uh, Kiki's with us telling us about what we can expect from the ladies day tomorrow so any women out there who are playing golf you might want to come down because there are some great prizes you're listening to Farmer's Kitchen with Spinneys. Only on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live on location at the DP World Tour Championship 2021. The meeting ground for the greatest players on earth. And we are on a bit of a journey this afternoon. We're here at Jamira Golf Estate out of the studio broadcasting live to mark the DP World Tour Championship. Joining us live in our studio is Kiki Stroback. She is a pro here at the Peter Gowan Academy. And I'm curious about women in golf, Kiki. Now, you started playing when you were about five years old. What is the current ratio? When we look at pros, is it still somewhat underrepresented when it comes to women in the sport? Um, definitely. Like, there's much more guys than play, uh, that play than women. Um, it's definitely growing, and there's so many programs in the world to have girls and juniors involved and stuff. But for sure, like, women, there's so many more guys than play. And there's, ladies, there's serious cash involved here, guys. I'm just saying. You yeah. might, I'm, I'm going to be getting my daughters into this. They're four and six. I think that's about the right age to start. Perfect, yes. I'll send them to you. Uh, perfect. Then we ma- get them to ma- the LPGA, of okay. course. Amazing. Right. Yes. <laughs> we have a plan. We have a pension plan. Um, but on the fun front, there's a lot happening over the weekend here. Uh, for the kids, there, I saw a bouncy castle as we walked past. And there's even an Atlantis, mini, a mini Atlantis. What's happening there for the kids and the big kids? Um, so there's a lot of fun activities, like a lot of food trucks and things to like games, like bouncy castles and everything. Um, we also have a lot of like games for kids to try out golf, like next to Merchant Meats by the third entrance. Um, we're having different games with putting and chipping and bunker. So all the families are, can come with their kids and they can try it out. And then there's prizes for the winners and everything. Ooh, there's also prizes. You've got a bit of a ladies' day tomorrow. So some incentives, some prizes. Does it get a bit competitive on ladies' day, do you think? Um, 
Maybe. Maybe. I hope so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, kind of coming back to the kids, there's a whole a kind of Atlantis experience. So they've got you know aquaventure themed mini golf they've made a mini wave house with arcade games and bowling even there's basketball so i've got to be honest i'm please don't look at me like this i don't know much about what golf that's why we have muhammad in our studio to tell us what's going on i'm learning but i think for a really lovely family day out the weather's just gorgeous the breeze coming off the greens is just absolutely stunning so please do get yourselves up here for Jamira Golf Estates for this weekend it's going to be just gorgeous already great atmosphere people starting the weekend a little bit early um I have a question here saying and what age is the best to start with children what do you tend tends to you know make sense for kids when's too early and when's you know maybe not optimum for making sure they're going to make their millions right um so I would say like three four years old it's still a bit early like around six or seven or eight would be amazing um but Obviously, it depends on the um, on the person. No, there's some kids that are four and they're super into it and, and super focused. I think that super the, focused. The, exactly. The listening, as speaking as a mother of a four year old, the listening can be a challenge. Yes. So if they haven't got that focus, they're not going to get the most out of the lesson. Exactly. Exactly. No. So if they're four and they're super focused, then it's okay. If they're ten and they're not focused, then it's kind of like the yeah. same thing. Yeah. No. So it kind of depends if you're into it and, but I would say around eight. Or seven is a good age to start. Okay, my daughter turns seven in February. Okay, I'm, I'm, so she's ready. I'll I'll drop yes. her off and pick her up in two weeks after an intensive golf masterclass yes. with you, Kiki. And and looking to the adults, as I said, it, it is quite a novel thing as a grown up to learn something for the very first time. It can, it can feel a little bit intimidating. What do you recommend to to make sure that you're going to get some good momentum? You're going to pick things up and retain it and be able to apply it to your next lesson. Is it a weekly lesson, a few times a week? What works best in your experience? Um, I would say maybe once or twice a week, like lessons to start with. And then obviously, like the more you practice, the better you're going to get. So if you can come down to the range a couple times a week and also do your lessons once or twice a week, and maybe play in the weekends, like a part three or something fun with your friends or your family, mm. then you will get like much better, no? Okay. Yes. And in terms of programs, is it, is it that kind of pay, pay by the lesson or do you do packages? Uh, we have everything. So we have a lot of like quick fixes that mm-hmm. would be 30 minute lesson. So you can come for that or you can get like a package of lessons. Um, that's around like eight lessons or 12 lessons and you decide when you want to take it and the timing. It's a good gift actually. Yeah, it's really good. With the festive season around the corner, that would be a really great gift. I mean, a selfish one if you are a husband looking to get your wife into golf. True, true. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be a social thing as well. Kiki, really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Um, I might might borrow you from a mini lesson on the Acroventure mini golf. Definitely, guys. I'm always here, so come whenever. You are a star. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. Don't forget, you can tune in live to Farmer's Kitchen every single Thursday afternoon on Dubai I 103.8 between 2 and 5 p.m.